Welcome to the Midweek Social on All Villa, No Filler. This week's guest is Brett Bates from the Toronto Lions. Brett Bates is a lifelong Aston Villa fan and chairman of the Toronto Lions fan group in Canada. Brett, welcome back to All Villa, No Filler. Thank you for having me back. I'm surprised you let me back in the door, but you are back for more. <laughs> no, any, any, look, any time, you're invited anytime, anytime. Um, well, Brett, look, I'm still rocking and reeling from Villa's incredible 3-0 win over Newcastle. What did you make of that victory? Oh, gobsmacks. I had a sneaky feeling we we're gonna we were gonna play well because I know a lot of these players lately they're playing, they're living up to the big game feeling. So I felt like this was quite a big game. Mm. I know we got a little bit of a rival with Newcastle as well, so maybe they fed off that too. But wow, what can you say? Incredible. The pub was amazing for half past seven in the morning kickoff here. And I've never seen so many people excited just drinking coffee. Really? <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, because it, it, it's um, because obviously, yeah, it was an it was an early game, wasn't it? So it was, it was very early for uh, for for the Canadian audience, but. Uh, I, I can't help but feel, I don't know if you're noticing this in Toronto as well with the Villa fans out there, and there are a lot of you as well, I know. Um, I went to Chelsea Way recently and I've been to Villa Park recently and there's just this growing vibe among the fan base that, like, there's a, there's a level of, ex, like, noise being produced, particularly a way I've noticed, that feels a bit like everyone's on board with the idea that something might be happening. Is that how it's coming across over in Toronto as well? Yeah, I think that's across the fan base completely. We've got exciting times on the horizon and we we can feel it coming more than we have before. I know we've had exciting times like when we got promoted and that was a big step, but this is that step that we've all wanted to get back to since the Martin O'Neill days, which was a long time ago now. So yeah, it's very exciting. Everyone's very excited. All the groups and stuff, It's everyone's chuffed. A lot of Villa fans over here as well have never seen They've never seen anything like this. They've never seen right. like, even my wife, like, like she's never seen us finish or even play like this, or the hope of finishing in the position where we're heading towards now. Europe. Crazy. Mm. Europe. Yeah. I said the, I said the word already. It's only <laughs> yeah. a few minutes in. I've already said the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's safe for me. I mean, my girlfriend, she's Australian from Brisbane, uh, for anybody listening from there. And um you know, we we started going out when in 2017, so when Villa were in the championship, and it was a couple of years of sort of meandering through that league and trying to explain to my girlfriend, look, Villa, we we used to be like you know competing in Europe not that long ago. We were, we were traditionally one of the bigger teams in in the prem. Well, were traditionally one of the bigger teams in the country. Um, so it's, it's it is quite surreal now to finally see a sort of getting back to that sort of stage, hopefully for a long term as well. Um, but, you know, we've both supported Villa for quite a long time. Um, you know, given the run that we're on at the moment, seven seven wins in eight, I think, and, uh, you know, seeing Ollie Watkins scoring 11 and 12. Is this the best run you can remember seeing Villa go on in your time supporting Villa? I mean, the, the what was it, 10 wins in the championship? That was quite impressive and exciting but this yeah. run now is much more difficult because it's the Premier League it's a different ball game completely isn't it so as ter- on terms of quality I'd probably have to say yeah I mean maybe in the late 90s under John mm. Gregory or Brian Little but that was a long long time ago now so in recent memory absolutely this is one of the most 
unexpected runs yeah. as well. Because if yeah. you'd have said this to me at the beginning of the season, the Gerard regime, I'd have been like, forget about it. The best we could hope for is 11th, 12th. Yeah. And yeah. it only takes a few games. The, the league was very tight. So yeah, a few good wins and like last weekend, beautiful. It's only a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at the bottom half of the table and seeing how close everybody was and saying like, whoa, phew. Yeah. I'm glad we got away from that. And now suddenly, yeah, out of nowhere, it... it's suddenly like, hang on. We're in Europe, but like places. How's, yeah. that, how's this happened? Um, it was the turning point, I think, was the Crystal Palace game because we we share a pub with Crystal Palace. They're a great, they're a cracking bunch, believe it or not. They're a good <laughs> bunch of a good group of people. But yeah, we have a bit of banter with them. And that was that that game for me was like who's gonna really push themselves away from forgetting about relegation? And then that was it. The crazy word say it now, relegation. What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't remember it. No, I've never never experienced it. Um <laughs> But, you know, like considering the run Villa are on and there's still uh, a few games to go this season, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to be talking about this. The fact that we're still, we're somehow now even in contention for a potential outside chance of top four. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but where where do you think realistically Villa will end up this season? I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of games still to go. So we've got to, if we've been realistic and not dreaming, I, I think we'll probably finish seventh, eighth mm. in reality. But hey, what's the fun of being a football fan if you can't dream of dreaming all the way? Fourth, taking Newcastle at those spots, I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> it, it'll be funny. I, I, I did get a, I did, I did an episode last week, uh, a rivalries episode with the. Freddie from the uh, London Mags, like a Newcastle supporters group. Brilliant guy. They're brilliant. I love the London Mags. Really nice guys. But in the comments, there were one or two Newcastle fans getting on on Villa and saying, you know, <laughs> they're a small club in our shadow. Yeah, so, yeah. So when we turned up and just laid the smack down on them, it was uh, quite a nice feeling, to be honest. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, you never know, you know, Tottenham and Newcastle play next. If Let's say Spurs beat Newcastle. If Villa can get a win against Brentford, suddenly there's three points from Villa to Tottenham and Newcastle. Then you're thinking, well, never know. Um, but I, yeah, it's possible. I, yeah, still, I, it's possible. Still think Liverpool will probably get a run together that edges them ahead of us. But again, they're so inconsistent. You just don't really know, to be honest. So you um, don't know. It's it's such a strange season because there's good teams that are not playing well. I mean, even even United. I know they're in Champions League right now, but even they're having a a down season. Liverpool, as you mentioned, they're having a very down season. They haven't clicked at all. Their midfield's really gonna whatever the saying is. Not very good. Hmm. Um, yeah. So Chelsea, Christ, they're in, they've taken our place and they're. Bottom off the table, so <laughs> in the race yeah, for eleven. Very place. interesting, very strange season, very strange yeah. season. But I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take and, it. you know, if if we were to sort of look at this season, you know, with Villa, and it has been a very on you, a very odd season. But since you know Unai Emery joined, every single player feels like they've gone up a level. But if you were to try and pick out one, who would you say has been the most impressive player for Villa this season? I guess the obvious answer has to be Watkins. Um, but if I'm going to start less than obvious, I've got to say John McGinn under Emery. He's been, he's turned into sort of a John McGinn of old, using his backside in even <laughs> better situations, not doing nothing fancy, just proper 
proper Scottish football, <laughs> yeah. if that's a thing. So no fancy stuff, just back to basics and just do what he does best and no nonsense. But I could write a list of players that have, the whole team has done a U-turn. Douglas Louise deserves a mention. He's done really well. Yeah. But Watkins has got to be the main one. He has completely changed the calibre and type of player that he is. I don't really know what he's told him, but whatever it is, is worth a hundred million pounds, maybe in this current market. Who knows? Yeah. I think he's one of the most informed players, not just in the Premier League, but in Europe, isn't he, Watkins? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. do you think do he's you, got you know, numbers in Haaland right now, which is crazy. Mad. Um, you know, I mean, you think of uh at the weekend Gareth Southgate was there. Do you think do you think Watkins uh is he getting the England call up soon? Do you reckon? Does he deserve it? Absolutely. Will he get it? I don't know. I don't know because of what's Gareth Southgate. I mean, I'm going back into this jaded English Aston Villa fan mentality again, I guess. But who knows? He should have been called up before. Same when we had Jack Grealish in the side. He should have been called up way before yeah. he originally was and played in the Euros and such. So. Does he deserve it in my mind? And as the neutral, put my neutral hat on. Yeah, will he get it? I'd, I don't probably, know. I, uh, I think he he deserves a spot for sure. But completely agree. And I think Tyra Mings as well is another player who definitely yeah. deserves a spot. Do, do you think? Do you think I'm maybe over overstating it? But at the moment, I mean, obviously John Stones is playing very well for Man City as well, but. I look at Mings and think, I don't know if there's a better defender in the Premier League right now. Is that is that a fair comment? Uh, I think there's a it's a comment you can make. I think there's obviously arguments with other... There's some good defenders in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. But he's up there. He's up there. But then again, under Emery, whatever he's done or said or changed in his game, he's back to the Mings of old, if not better. Mm. Strong, solid. He's a big guy. If you, if, if you see him in person, you don't realise... How big he is! He's yeah. massive, so yeah. he's got a presence as well. And that, like, I know we talk about the presence in the dressing room. I know he was captain and got stripped of that, and that whole mess that came from that as well, which helped nobody, mm. McGinn or the whole squad. I don't think that went down well at all. I'm sure with hindsight, even Gerard probably wouldn't have done it, but whatever. It's behind us now, and everyone seems to be come out of it at the end of the season a better player. So, yeah. I think that's a fair. I think there's an argument for the point for sure. Mm. He's, he's 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 a solid defender. He's good, strong. Yeah, yeah. No nonsense. And you know, I, like I, think, I think the last time we spoke was um, Stephen Gerrard era. I think so. This is our first chapter in the Unai phrase. I mean, look. I mean, I call him Professor Unai. I think I'm a bit in love with him. I kind of want to get a tattoo of him on my face. <laughs> um, what what do you make of Unai Emery? I mean, he's sort of becoming a mythical figure in the Villa fans' eyes already, <laughs> and he's like, he hasn't even had, hasn't even been a season yet. But he's got. We're early in. We got to remember that we are yeah. early in. We love to put our dream hats on and talk about lifting certain trophies and such. But so far, he's on a highway to becoming a legend. But it's a tough word to use and. He's got a long way to go to secure that status. But if he carries on the, with the trajectory he's got right now, mm. kudos to him. He's, he's got, he's got, a, he's, he's, he's letting us live the dream. 
or at least dream the dream with reality. Yeah, and it's been a long time since a manager did that. I mean, well, obviously, we all love Dean Smith, uh, somebody else I call Sir yeah. Dean, who helped us live the dream. You know, he was a fan and he got us back into the Premier yeah. League. So that will always be such a special era. Um, but I think kind of now, you know, with with us wanting to push to Europe, like Emery might just be that manager who has that aura to finally get us back, you know, to yeah. that station. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, our next game, Brentford, you know, they, they'd been on this great run themselves for quite a long time. Um, yeah. But it seems to have gone a little bit off the rails, three losses in a row now. You know, we're playing yeah. away there. We don't tend to have done very well away at Brentford uh, in the Championship or, or or recently. But, you know, beat them nope. 4-0 earlier this season under Aaron Danksiola. Um, So what do you make of that game? Do you think do you think we can get a, another win on the on the scorecard? I mean, sure, why not? We do we deserve it if we keep our form going? Absolutely. Absolutely we do. Is it another difficult game though? Yeah, there's never there's no easy games in the Premier League. So I feel I do feel like now, even still after this current run where you've got to take take each game as it comes, mm-hmm. reassess, go again, like don't get ahead of ourselves, is as difficult as that used to say. Um I think we'll win. I think he will might be a bit more edgy than we have been. I mean, our away form has been fantastic for a lot of this season. So I think we could edge this game, but I think it'll be a battle because, as you said yourself, it's, even at the old place, it was a difficult place to go to. They've got a great manager. They've got some great players. They're not the Brentford we played in the Championship either, as, as we all know. So it's, it is a it is going to be a tough game. Tough game. And they're going to, because we've had this higher beating Newcastle or in these Champions League spots, I just hope the players don't get ahead of themselves or, yeah, or like just, again, make sure they press the reset button. Okay. All right. Here we go again. Start mm. again. Fresh chapter. New team. Don't get our heads too blown up. You've got to kind of realise that we are in a good position. You can't, you can't ignore that fact, but that's good for confidence as well. Mm. Um, but yeah. Keep it going, boys, please. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, please. Keep, keep it going, please, forever. Please, just keep this going. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never get bored of it, ever. Um, so, so, uh, and I think you're right, exactly. It's a good point, you know, not getting ahead of themselves because obviously that Newcastle game is such an emotional high. There's so much energy put into yeah. it. You could see a natural lull follows that over a few days and then go into the Brentford game and, not quite at it, you know, it can, it can happen. So hopefully, you know, Unai Emery will have them, you know, fired and ready to go and treat, you know, as Emmy Martinez said on the video that Villa posted, you know, after the Newcastle game, seven cup finals now. And hopefully we have yeah. players with that kind of an attitude who just aren't sort of breezing through and happy with, you know, finishing, you know, eighth, seventh, he wants to aim as high as we can get. Um, but, you yeah. know, Brett, you, as we mentioned, you are chairman of the Toronto Lions. Do you want to just tell us a bit about who who they are? Yeah, well, Toronto Lions Club, we're an official uh, Lions Club here in Toronto. Um, we meet at the We Sheaf Tavern, which is a great pub if you've ever been or you've ever been to Toronto over the past 100 years. You may have visited this fantastic watering hole. We are we got some great stuff there. we got it's a great set out on all the screens all around us. And we got our own section at the beginning, at uh, the front of the pub, sorry, at the beginning, the front of the pub. 
Uh, yeah, we've got a great thing going on. We're very lucky. We've got quite a lot of members, so we're a big supporters club as well. We've got about average, we tend to see probably, I want to say, 40 regular faces. We get about 30 a game. So we get a good crowd of us. And if you if you listen to this and you're even coming to Toronto, where you're moving, or you're just visiting family, whatever, please come down. It's great. We'll welcome everyone with open arms. We've got a pub deal. We've got a breakfast deal. Uh, full English for $10. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a great time. I've, I've tried to like build this thing where it's like the closest you can get to being at Villa Park in Toronto or myself as well, because I've missed it. You can tell I'm a broomy. So I've always missed it. Trying to try and build a bit of bit of home for everybody, where, wherever you're from, a bit of Villa Park home, I should say. So yeah, yeah wherever you're from, come on down. Come yeah, because I feel I identify with that, you know, I'm, I'm living in London and I have been now for quite a while. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't heard, a great deal of brummy accents around um in the years i've been here and uh so you know i joined the london lions you know the i guess the toronto equivalent in london and um yeah you might you know suddenly you go to you, you go meet them and there's a lot of brummy accents again suddenly and it's a very diverse group of people very just it's just a yeah. great and it, you know you, you the way it expands your friendship group the number of people you get to hang out with it's absolutely it fantastic i mean have you found that you know living in toronto I mean, Absolutely. We've got, we've got loads of stories where lads have come over um, and they've ended up living together and they've got friend bases and friends for life. A lot, yeah. a lot of, that's happened tons of times. It's, I always say whenever you come and you move here, because a lot of people come on a two year similar to a working holiday visa. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what it's called, but similar to that anyway. People come here for two years and do that and they arrive off, off the plane. They don't know a single person, but if you come and you're a Villa fan, come to the meetups straight away, you'll have 10, 15 friends instantly. Um, and yeah, because a lot of people are in a similar position that you are as well. There's always other people that want to go out for drinks and want to, oh, you want to go and watch this game, this Champions League game, whatever. There's always little pockets of people doing different stuff. And obviously every game we watch together as a big group. Um, yeah, so it's a great community. We're very lucky. But I do think the Lions Club thing, as you just mentioned, it, it is bigger than just tickets and mm. watching games together it does go a lot broader than that which i feel like uh maybe the club should pursue a bit more and push for us mm. um because we do do a lot more than just get tickets and get together it's it's a lot more community based yeah. as well uh charity runs and all sorts of as you know we, when we hosted the north american meetup last year in 2022 we raised 32 and a half thousand canadian dollars for acorns back home. I think it was 19,000 pounds it ended up equating back over to. So there's like things like that too. There's, there's, there's big events that go on within North America. And I know around the world at Dubai and wherever they do big stuff too. So yeah, it's bigger than just tickets and watching footy, which is mm-hmm. the main part, obviously. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's fantastic to hear that about the North America meetup. And I, you know, I'll ask you about that because again, you get a lot of listeners from North America. I notice uh, all across the U S and Canada, it, it genuinely amazes me how many we get. So like, I didn't know there were this many yeah. Villa fans out there. And, um, you know, can you tell us a bit about that, uh, the North American meetups you do and when the next one will be? Yeah, absolutely. The North American meetup basically is the coming together of all the North American Lions clubs, plus whoever we get Kiddy and wherever else come over and Barry and whatever, all sorts. All Lion clubs are welcome, but it's mainly for the North American supporters clubs to get together, have a great time, have a couple of adult drinks, raise some money for charity. Like we, Last year we did a booze cruise and uh, we did a 
every year there's an auction as well and a raffle and we have some incredible prizes insane stuff like we had season tickets to a local football team signed shirts an 82 shirt sign there was so much stuff too much to even think about off the top of my head there's so much stuff but the next one is in a great location it's in seattle so shout out to those boys out there they're gonna they're gonna they're doing a lot of work right now it's it's only three weeks away 12th to the 15th of may so if you have not booked in already get it sorted they're gonna have a great time they'll be doing the same they're gonna be i think they're doing a booze cruise as well they're doing the same charity auction and They'll have other stuff going on around the city. They'll have, they'll have a great time. But you, it'll be worth spending to go out there. And I'm sure Seattle's a bit, I've never been there myself, but I'm sure Seattle, from what I've heard, is a great city. Mm. So, yeah, check it out. Check yeah. it out. It's all on Facebook and online. So have a look on the North American Aston Villa Facebook and you'll see it right at the top in the pinned posts. Yeah. So, uh, so you are, so the Toronto Lions and North American Lions, you are on Facebook and Twitter for those who don't know, they can yeah. find you on there. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, it, I mean, good God, uh, Booze Cruise and Seattle and Villa fans, that sounds like more, <laughs> sounds like heaven to me, that does, to be honest. And I walk through the yeah. pearly gates, that's, it's what, great. that's what I see. Um, I've driven around Seattle, it is bizarrely, good. bizarrely, I've not actually been to the city, but the whole Pacific Northwest is just one of the most beautiful places in the entire world, I think, from what I saw of it. Um, but, you know, uh, it's not just uh, the, the Lions clubs that'll be in North America, in July, it'll be Aston Villa themselves are going yeah. to be in the United yeah. East Coast, of the United States. Um, are you are you planning on? Uh, how, well, firstly, you know, how do you feel about the fact Villa are going out there for a tour, and uh, are you planning on going to any of the games yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm. You can probably tell by my face for those not on the part from the podcast. I've got a very happy face, overjoyed that they're coming over. It's fantastic. It's so good for a lot of the fans over here that can't get over to the UK because it's got very expensive to travel lately. To see the villa, these are very passionate fans that go travel to the, watch the pub every weekend, like watch these games and get to see them in person in their own backyard. I mean, even for us, it's. Uh, I think I'm going. Me personally, I'm going to Philadelphia. I can't do the other two because I'm actually going to be in the UK. Okay. Um, so Philadelphia, it's only an eight-hour drive, which I know might sound crazy to people back home. Totally. To us, that's like <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not it's going, bad. It's, it's going it's to right. it's not Canada. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be great. We we love it because we came over for a preseason when we got promoted in Minnesota. Yeah. And that was a crazy time. Such a good time. It's going to be a bit different this time because the Premier League are running it and not Aston Villa. Um, we've got our allocations out today for the in specific Lions Club. So if you're listening to this, get in touch with your local Lions Club chairman if you want to be in the specific Lions Club section, which will be Villa fans only. That'll be where the noise is and such. So get in touch with your local chair people if you want to be in there uh, for any of the games. But it's going to be amazing. There's going to be quite a good crowd going to each of the games. Um, I think the one in Philadelphia is 91,000. I might stand corrected. Sorry to anyone that knows better, but... Yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy. It's going to be it's pretty crazy. It's going to be popping off, I'd say. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, uh, I am counting my pennies and wondering if I might, might be tempted to do the trip myself. Uh, I got a few friends out there, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's something, something I'm considering. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'd have to do a lot of saving up. But you know, it'd be, I, yeah, I'm sure that, it'd be expensive. Like, I mean. And the flights are probably the most expensive part because the hotels don't seem too bad. Um, right. 
the tickets are um, between sixty and fifty and sixty US dollars. Okay. Um, so the tickets aren't that bad. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Check it out. Why not? And yeah. let me know if you come over, and we'll all get together. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be brilliant to be honest. Um. So look. So so Brett, you know, um, you you chaired Toronto Lions. You're living in Canada, but I, but look that accent. I know you're from a similar part of the world as I am, uh, the Midlands area. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's a midweek social. We like to sort of ask a few, you know, sort of different questions. And um, so, you know, how how did you uh, start supporting Aston Villa? Um. Well, my dad's a Villa fan. He's a big Villa fan. Uh. He. Uh, I grew up in Worley. Uh, if anyone knows it, just outside of Albury, Quinton, in between the two, I guess. Um. Yeah. So I grew up there. My dad's a big Villa fan. He took me to Villa games when I was a little boy. I think my first game was against Stockport County in the Cup. Oh, wow. So I'm going to have to go back in the memory bank for that one. But I think that was the year we won it, actually. Oh, right. I think. So to say, that's going back in time a bit. But yeah, that's uh, that's where my journey began. I, I, bl- I always say to him, I blame you for all this. It's all <laughs> your fault. In times of down, it's all your fault that we're all feeling this way now because you gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, fortunately, well, my dad was a was a Birmingham City fan, and it was my mom who was a mad Aston Villa Ooh. fan. So, uh, well, yeah, mom's family all huge Villa and all that. And uh, but my dad, massive Blues fan, used to travel around the whole country supporting them and all that. And wow. um, I, I've been supporting Villa for years, and I remember he even bought me a shirt that said, "Me and my dad support Birmingham City." Trying to get me to wear it, and I was like, <laughs> I remember like being so sickened by it. I must have been about seven or eight years old, and I was. I like I was throw, throw it out in the bin. I was like, how dare you? My mom went mad. My, my old man said, "Be a city fan." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, you know what I said back. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Basically, um, no, I, I keep saying it all the time. But the, I think at the end of the story, it would be like Darth Vader in Star Wars. I'll take off the mask. And he'll see me as Luke Skywalker say, you were right. right. (laughs) Sorry, Dad, if you're listening, you know. um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, um, aside from that as well, like, you know, um, there's been some great memories over the years supporting Villa. Not not so many. There are quite a few bad ones as well, but uh, we'll focus on the better ones. Um, uh, What do you think was your sort of best memory of supporting the Villa? Oh, wow. Uh, good God, where do I start? I mean, we've had some great times. We've had some great memories. Hmm. I mean, for games that I've been there in person, I always mention the game when we beat the Baggies twice in one week. Mm-hmm. That was special. The, the the second one when we got to go to Wembley and rub it in their faces, because a lot of my neighbours and family are Baggies fans, so that was that was great to hold our heads high after that. Did, um, you, get, did you get on the pitch after one of the fans who ran on the pitch. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, take of that what you will. All right. You're okay. Take yeah, of yeah. that what you will. But yeah, right. I may have been somewhere near the uh, somewhere near the pitch. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the the European nights as well. Like they, a lot of the, as I said, said to you earlier, a lot of Villa fans that haven't experienced them. They're different. They're special. They're incredible. The atmosphere is yeah. different. There's a different feeling about it. What was the last one? I think yeah. it was Moscow. I believe yes. um, that was a great night. I know we, I know we won, but we lost on aggregate. But I was still a such a good night. Mm. Weird feeling leaving that stadium because it's like obviously the whole aggregate thing and such. But that was a good night as well. A lot of those nights come to mind. And let's be honest, anytime we beat the Blues, there's always a good day, and it's always a good day out. 
Absolutely. Especially I, I, for you, maybe. Oh, well, yeah, especially for me. It's because I, I remember the losses we had to them in what, 2002. Oh. I never heard the end of that. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, that that European season you mentioned, I do remember. You're exactly right. There is there is a different vibe. Um, and I yeah. remember it was. I remember going to the Ajax game where we beat them two one, and Martin Larson scored yeah. that header. I think I was up at the top of the right at the top of the Trinity Road stand. I think and um, that again. Yeah, you're right. It's just that the feeling of beating like Ajax. It, it you know, yeah. It, it just even though they're not like it's the special. Name they were, but it's yeah, it's special in it. Um, it's still that same feeling. It's it's still like you. St- it's it's putting us where we feel like we should be. Yeah, and I think that's a lot to do with it as well. It's like we feel like that's where we should be. That's where we belong. Is rubbing shoulders with all these big clubs. But obviously, yeah. in recent history, we haven't. We've been going to Rotherham and hmm. Sheffield Wednesday and whoever else. But yeah. you never know. Well, We're on the trajectory. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm you know I, I'm trying not to sort of get too carried away um <laughs> i've seen your twitter are you sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, probably been muted and blocked by a lot of people by now i'd imagine uh, but uh if, if, if i could if i, I sometimes look at my own account i wonder where i can unfollow myself um but i think um, I, I don't know i just kind of think uh with villa um it, I, I think the difference now with the when it's been in the past when there's been these kind of I wouldn't say false dawns, but near misses, you know, when we've we've done well, but not quite broke through. I just wonder at the moment whether we, whether we have a manager who does just have that European pedigree, where he's won the four mm-hmm. Europa Leagues, he's been to Champions League semi-finals, whether now we just finally have a manager who actually has a kind of aura that can lift a club to another level. Do, do you think that's, is that a fair... Description, would you say? Yeah, I think that I think that's totally valid. I think that's a lot of the reason behind all the excitement is we've we've got reason to be excited about it because we have a manager that has been there, has done it, he's done it before, he knows exactly what it takes to win these competitions. Never mind even get there. Mm. So yeah, and I, I honestly do think that's a reason fuel to the fire to give us the excitement we all are feeling right now. And even if it doesn't happen this year, I mean, this off season, we'll be excited again. We've got a big season next year to really, if we, if we miss out for whatever reason this year, next year, we're going to be just excited again to start the season, get it going. If we'd have had this manager from, you know, Emery from the beginning, who knows where we'd be right now. Maybe we'd be in Newcastle shoes where they are. But again, that's, a, that's hindsight, isn't it? But yeah, we've got a lot to be excited about and we've got a manager to be very excited about and I think we've got owners and directors that have the patience to give him the time and money and energy to put into the squad and the club to get us where we need to be. It's very exciting times to be a Villa fan. Very exciting. Couldn't agree more. But agree with every single word you just said there, uh, Brett. It's been absolutely brilliant to chat to you. And, you know, just before we go, um, where can people find you online? Yeah, well, the Toronto Lions Club. Uh, Twitter is at Toronto Lions, Toronto Lions Club. Instagram is at Toronto Lions Club. And Facebook, just Google Aston Villa Toronto Lions and you'll find us. Right in the, Not Google, sorry, in the top bar search bar. You'll find us. You'll find us. And you'll see me posting rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Brett. It's been great to chat to you. No problem. Thank you very much. It's been great talking.
That was the midweek social on All Villa No Filler with this week's guest Brett Bates from the Toronto Lions.